Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to our show number 931. We're going to start off, as we often do these days, with a couple of avian audio postcards, including one from our own Freya McGregor, whose postcard includes uh, some very spe- well, a very special message about something very special that she is doing. So please listen carefully. Before we get to Freya's postcard, though, we'll hear one from Patrick in Alabama. A little background. Back in the summer of 2020, we were on a mission to grow our Talking Birds Ambassadors family to 500 members. Patrick signed up and thought he might be our 500th ambassador. As it turned out, though, he was our 501st ambassador. And to this day, he still refers to himself as Ambassador 501. And here he is, direct from his backyard. Hey, Ray. Ambassador 501 here, calling from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and just enjoying a large group of American goldfinches in the trees in the backyard. And they're split down the middle between those in breeding and non-breeding plumage. So it's nice to see these almost tennis ball-colored birds zooming in and around, coming to the feeder and hanging out in the trees and just chattering away quite happily. Happy birding. Bye. Hi, everybody. It's Freya McGregor here. I'm at the Platte River in Nebraska, where 85% of the world's population of sandhill cranes migrate through in early spring. Although let's call this late winter. There was six to eight inches of snow overnight. Uh, it's, it's cold. <laughs> And very beautiful. These cranes um, come and re- refuel, um, eating all the like waste or leftover corn in the fields during the day. And at night, they come in and spend the evening and the night on the standing in the Platte River. So there's lots of places with different viewing areas where you can see them coming in in the evening. And then you get up really early the next day, <laughs> like I just did, and um, come down to the river at dawn and watch them get going for the day. It's really, really cool. They have peak numbers are like 600,000 sandhill cranes. This is one of my stops on. A book research trip, my book about accessible birding locations in the US that I'm writing. So if you know of any accessible bird blinds or really accessible trails or really great car birding locations, please let me know about them because I would love to check them out for possible inclusion in this book. 
um, writing about every state. So um, please let me know. My uh, website is theotbirder.com and you can send me an email that way and share your recommendations. All right, I'm going to go watch these cranes some more. Bye. Our Freya McGregor there in that website again uh, to contact Freya is theotbirder.com. OT stands for occupational therapist, by the way, which is another of Freya's skills, theotbirder.com. We'd love to get audio postcards. All you have to do is record a little observation on your smartphone and get the file and send it to us here to Ray at TalkingBirds.com. Ray at TalkingBirds.com. That's our mystery bird. This is a preview of the actual contest coming later in the show. Getting you ready for it here with the sound of that bird that kind of says its name or part of it. So here are some clues about that bird. It's a small perching bird, about six inches in length with a nine or ten inch wingspan. Grayish olive above, pale below with a dark wash or vest on the breast and sides. Prominent whitish wing bars. Our bird winters in the tropics and breeds over the entire eastern half of the U.S., catches insects by flying out from a perch, and, unlike some similar species, does not wag its tail. That's our mystery bird. Prizes include a $15 gift certificate for Beautio Books, a family-owned business that offers one of the biggest selections of birding books in the world, and a month's supply of crunchy and delicious super seed crackers from the folks at Mary's Gone Crackers, makers of amazingly good snacks using only whole plant-based ingredients. So clues and prizes on our mystery bird contest Getting you ready for the actual contest coming along just a little bit later on. It's our salute to some of the folks who have advanced from the Talking Birds audience and become Talking Birds ambassadors, helping us get the word out about the show and about what we're trying to do here, and that is to get the word out about the wonder of birds and the importance of conservation. Thank you to uh, Mary Reed from right here in our home state of Massachusetts in Watertown. She says her husband and she love the show, and she's sorry it's taken so long to be become official ambassadors. We've been official or unofficial ambassadors, she says, for a while. She says, I nearly drove off the road listening to episode 923 when Mike O'Connor gave me the most amazing shout-out to my stickers. Mary has a business called Fat Bird Design, which makes really cool stickers and patches of birds and other animals, too. And this is really cool. She donates 10% of all online sales to bird and animal-focused nonprofits. And the name is kind of cool, too. Fat Bird Design. FatBirdDesign.com. Oh, and it's been made official. Mary's husband, Walter, has also become an ambassador. So thank you. And welcome, Walter. Still to come today, we'll talk with videographer Rajesh Mohan about the truly extraordinary super slow-motion birding videos that he creates. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us for live Let's Ask Mike segment from the famous Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod about frisbees as bird baths. And up next, from the deserts of the American Southwest, a feisty featured feathered friend. Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. 
When we think of the geography of the American Southwest, we think about deserts like the Mojave and the Sonoran and the Chihuahuan. And when we think about deserts, we think about cactus and the cactus wren, a bird that epitomizes the southwestern deserts as much as any species. It's a large, stocky wren with a long, heavy bill and a long, rounded tail. It has a brown back with heavy white streaks and black and white tail barring that's most noticeable when viewed from below. Cactus wrens are very active, hopping on the ground, fanning their tails, and from the tops of cacti, singing a song that's been described as sounding like a car trying to start up. To find a cactus wren, look for choya or prickly pear cacti and their football-shaped and sized nests implanted in a cactus. They may nest several times between March and September and will orient the nest to take advantage of each season. In the hot months, they'll position the nest opening to face cooling afternoon breezes, while in early spring, they'll build a nest that faces away from the cold wind. They're also known to destroy the nests of other species and can have an impact on the breeding density of fellow desert-dwelling birds, like the verdin. Cactus wrens are masters of their environment. They can get all the liquids they need from insects and fruit and rarely drink water. Southwest backyards can attract cactus wrens with sunflower or suet feeders. It's the largest wren in the U.S., the state bird of Arizona, and today's featured feathered friend, Campylorhynchus brunicapillus, the cactus wren. Thanks again for being with us here, our show number 931. Rajesh Mohan has been engaged in photography with various kinds of subjects, including birds, for 20 years. Two years ago, he began began experimenting with super slow-motion video, and he's produced some truly spectacular results. He joins us now to tell us a bit about it. Good morning, Rajesh. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, everyone, and thank you very much for hosting me. Our pleasure, indeed. Wonderful to have you. So I guess, Rajesh, we're all familiar with slow-motion video, but we're talking about super slow-motion video. So I guess the first question is, how slow is it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's actually, uh, it's a strange uh, term. Um, Technically, it's called high-speed photography. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what it means is is within a second, the camera is uh, capable of taking thousand photos and uh, thousand photos per second and when i process it and make it into normal speed it slows an event down action down by 40 times hmm. so a one second action you watch it over 40 seconds so that simply unwraps the entire scene and, mm-hmm. and it suddenly opens a completely new new world for us Indeed. I have to say, when, when, when I think about this, I, I, I think about hearing audio of birds slowed down in a kind of a similar way. And it gave a whole new uh, entry into what bird, sa- what bird songs sound like. And it's kind of, you know, it kind of unveils things uh, in a similar way in a, in a visual sense. How did you get the idea of try- trying this? It's a two-part question here. And did it prove to be more 
complicated than you thought it would be. Right. Uh, I mean, this happened during COVID time. Mm -hmm. uh, I was really, I, I think, one year into COVID, working from home and not traveling anywhere. Uh, I, I really wanted to try something different. So I spoke to a friend who, who was who's in the business and um, I uh, got this high-speed camera. So this is a camera manufactured by a Canadian company, Krontech, uh, with a K, K-R-O-N. Mm -hmm. And uh, their camera is Kronos 2.1 HD, which was which shoots at 1,000 frames per second for HD and usually used in an advertisement-like setting mm -hmm. uh, or some controlled uh, settings. So I was actually shooting inside my house. I kept the lights. I put trays of colored water and, you know, capturing the drops at high speed or, or, or creating slow motion of the drops falling in water and so on and so forth. And then I saw a squirrel outside eating uh, outside my deck. Uh, and I thought, okay, let me just shoot this because I've got all the equipment. <laughs> and I filmed that squirrel. And when I processed it, it takes a long time to process. It's not instant. Uh, you know, I capture all this uh, footage, store it, load it into a hard disk on the camera, and then take the cam hard disk and process it. So after I processed, it was... It was an eye opener for me. It's like, wow, this is so beautiful. Just a simple act of squirrel eating something, mm -hmm. and with the seeds and the husk falling off in slow motion. So that started my journey, uh, and then I started uh, shooting outside. The there were some uh, disadvantages which I overcame. You know, I had to buy some accessories. I have my own workflow and make it really mobile, mm -hmm. and and my journey started from there and it's been extraordinary i mean it's different from photography it's different from videography it is just i have to wait for hours to get just one or two seconds of that action mm. um so like the action of a black crown night heron hunting at winchester pond uh, in, in that area or a hummingbird taking off and what i noticed was um so many accidents happen in, in, in this little world. <laughs> Within that fraction of a second, a bug mm. goes and uh, uh, disturbs a butterfly or a bug hits a petal and goes into a spin. Mm -hmm. uh, and all this is, has been a completely unraveling of an entirely new world in this uh, microsecond <laughs> domain, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned the black crown night heron. That was the first of your videos that... I saw, and I certainly had a reaction such as you're describing to see what that playback looked like. And it's interesting because one of your captions there was considered a dull and lethargic bird. Um, but uh, I was certainly blown away, as you probably were, I'm sure, too, when you saw the playback with that sort of wing dance that the bird does while it's standing there in the water. Just incredible. Right, right. And uh, that's fascinating because the uh, for 20 years, I, I've photographed many things. The black-crowned night heron, usually I've seen them standing in one dark corner along the stream or something, and then mm -hmm. that's it. I, <laughs> after four hours, I come back, it'll still be standing there. So I have only photographs of, you know, the side picture and so on and mm -hmm. so forth. And in Winchester, during that alewife run, they are extremely active. In fact, I have not posted that uh, edit yet. Um, it's very interesting, their entire hunting and their fight with the gulls and so on and so forth. And in between, it just did a, you know, quick scratch and a jig. 
and in slow motion i mean it lasted probably a second mm-hmm. but in slow motion it looks like a so so that's where i was coming from you know even descriptions in uh, many books says oh it's a lethargic bird it just stays at one place but then to bring <laughs> that um you know something unique and mm-hmm. create that intimacy with with the bird was really nice we don't have a lot of time but i know you've just come back from costa rica and one of the creatures that you were trying to uh, shoot in slow motion video is the common basilisk lizard, uh, also known as the Jesus Christ lizard. Tell us a bit about that, where that name comes from and how that uh, how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's a very interesting lizard. And um, I mean, it is, it's a beautiful looking with the crown and so on and so forth. I mean, I've seen the videos much before I saw the lizard for the first time. So I've always uh, tried to photograph. And they hunt insects around near the streams and water. And in the process, they're exposing themselves to any hawks and um, any predators. And when they get disturbed, they just run on water. I mean, they have um, air sacs, you know, the scales under the feet trap the air. And they have a strong tail and, and they're very strong. And they run on two legs over the water mm-hmm. at high speed. I mean, that that's like faster than Hussein Bolt. And um, uh, so to capture that in slow motion uh, was, was one of my dreams. And when I have this capability, so I went there. Unfortunately, the, 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 uh, I, for high speed, I need a lot of light mm-hmm. and it was a little bit cloudy and it was super unpredictable because it would mm-hmm. go in any directions. But I did capture that one short segment, and I posted it on YouTube. You did, and uh, I, I've seen it, and, and uh, it's it's really quite spectacular. I understand the lighting issues, but boy, it's really amazing to watch. Well, radio is a great medium, but we don't have pictures, so I want to make sure to direct folks to how to see some of these amazing videos of, of yours. What are the best ways for folks to do that, Rajesh? Yeah, definitely. In Instagram, I post many quick snippets of what I'm uh, working on. Uh, so at rm rm my name is rajesh mohan so it's rm at rm dot slow dot motion and in youtube it is my full name rajesh mohan slow motion so if you search in the string for that you'll you'll get that hit Um, definitely in youtube i post more features edited features that have some educational and some Mm storyline and instagram it's all clips Um, so both are uh, interesting to uh, watch. There's there's lots of it, and all of it just absolutely wonderful to watch. Rajesh, thank you so much for being with us and for providing us with that uh, remarkable experience of watching birds in super slow motion. We'll keep watching. Thank you, Ray. Thank you again. <laughs> Hope Raj- everyone enjoys your birding time. <laughs> thank you, Rajesh Mohan here on Talking Birds. Up next, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder 
and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There's our mystery bird. Again, saying part of its name there is a good clue. Our mystery bird contest underway. If you'd like to join our contest, please call us ASAP, because we'll run out of time otherwise. Here's the number, 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Our mystery bird is a small perching bird, about 6 inches long, 9 or 10 inch wingspan, Grayish olive above, pale below with a dark wash or vest on the breast and sides, prominent whitish wing bars. Our bird breeds over the entire eastern half of the U.S., catches insects by flying out from a perch, and unlike some similar species, does not wag its tail. One way to separate it from another familiar bird. So those are the clues and the sound, and the prizes include a $15 gift certificate for Budio Books, with one of the biggest selections of birding books in the world, and a month's supply of something delicious and crunchy, Super Seed Crackers from the folks at Mary's Gone Crackers, makers of great snacks using only whole plant-based ingredients. Tell us what that bird is or take your guess. As always, no correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner. 781-837-4900. Mike O'Connor will join us live. It's Let's Ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O, beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. It's Let's Ask Mike time. Let's Ask Mike live with Mike O'Connor from the famous Birdwatchers General Store. And I believe our topic today is Frisbees, not just for tossing anymore. Let's see if that's actually <laughs> correct. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Uh, good morning. Yeah, I got a I got a letter from one of your ambassadors. They seem to be everywhere. This one, her name is Linda. I think you're familiar with her. She lives perhaps in uh, Maryland because she's got all this nonsense about the Baltimore Ravens on on our email. I just ignored that part. Oh, yeah, she, she's about. a she's a fan club member of the Baltimore Orioles, so I get a lot of static about the Red Sox. Well, two good bird names. I got to give her that, but that's about <laughs> as far as it goes. Far as I'm yeah. But the frisbee. And she sent thing. me this picture yeah. of a, a bird bath that apparently she made in the backyard and consists of a homemade stand with a frisbee on top. 
And she says a lot of birds come to that. She wants to know when she should clean it, how often, and why the birds like it so much. Well, first of all, uh, Linda, you know, I have enough problems with the Internet and big box stores cutting into my business. Now i got to deal with you and Whammo and Frisbee making bird baths at the same time. But you're 100% right. The idea of a, a Frisbee or something similar to that, a, a fairly shallow bird bath, is really the way to go. Um, you know, my customers like these glassy, glazed ones that look pretty, but that's for themselves. It's really not with the birds in mind. The birds, most of them are small songbirds, and they can't handle deep, slippery containers of water. So, actually, she's right. A small, shallow bird bath with a little bit of a rough surface is great. That's what I use. I have several of those, not frisbees, but they're bird baths designed to be shallow and with a texture to them. And she's 100% right. Now, how often you should, should you clean those? I clean mine every day because the birds yeah. use these a lot. You know, I, um, we have a glazed one at the store that we have on display. I don't have to clean that as much because the birds don't use it. But the, the ones I have in my yard, I walk out when I peel my feeders in the morning, then I take a brush, I take some fresh water, and I scrub it out, and it's ready to go for the day. Because when you look at it, it's pretty gross in there. You know, the birds bathe in it, and they also, their droppings go in there, and we've all talked about illnesses that birds can pass on to one another. And so that's a good thing to uh, but clean it. So good for you, Linda. Keep an eye on your bird bath and use something that's really shallow, you know. And, um, you know, I could try making my own fish bird bath, but then I'm afraid some college kids on the way to a fish concert would steal it and then I wouldn't have anything to do. Yeah, that's a, that's a downside, yeah. And if you use a fris- frisbee to play with, make sure you dump the water out first. Oh, see, now that, she didn't mention that. That, that was a mistake I made. All right, Mike, thank you for that, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Okay. Mike O'Connor at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, and we're back to the Mystery Bird Contest right after this. Every Wednesday, Bird Watching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to bird watchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. 781-837-4900 is the number. And a quick reminder, if you're not hearing our show live and figure, well, I can't enter the Mystery Bird Contest, there is a way around, a kind of a workaround there. Just go to our website, TalkingBirds.com, and you can see how to listen to our show live wherever you are with any kind of a device there or an appropriate device that has uh, an Internet connection. And our show is live on Sunday mornings, 930 to 10 Eastern. The mystery bird is right there, a small perching bird, about six inches in length, with a nine or ten inch wingspan, grayish olive above, pale below with a dark wash on the breast and sides, and prominent whitish wing bars. What would that bird be is the uh, question there in the mystery bird contest. And once again, the number with not much time to go here is 781-837-4900. And we have uh, Susan in uh, Yarmouthport. Massachusetts. Uh, We had Susan. I should have made that in a past tense kind of a way. But we have Caroline is there, too, on our our other line. I hear some lot of crackling noises there, but let's see what happens. Are you there, Caroline? No, uh, she's not there either. Okay, 
Well, we don't we don't have uh, Susan and we don't have Caroline, but we do have an opportunity for you if you can call us within uh, thirty seconds or something like that to enter our mystery bird contest. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's going to work or not. If it doesn't, let me give our e- this email address, and uh, we'll we'll do it by email if we don't get this phone thing going properly here. Uh, just send your answer to Ray at TalkingBirds dot com. Uh, that's if we don't get our <laughs> a caller through, Ray at TalkingBirds.com, and uh, we'll do the contest that way. Let's try Susan again. Susan, are you there? Yes, yes I'm here. Somehow we get cut off, I guess. Yeah, sorry about that. So what do you say on the uh, bird there? Uh, I think it's the eastern wood peewee. I think you're right. The eastern wood peewee doesn't wag its tail and says its name. We are so short on time. Susan, thank you so much. Stay on the line, and Jesse will get your info there. Okay. Thank you. Susan, with the correct answer, the Eastern Wood Peewee. Next week, a big urban birding event is coming to our hometown. We'll talk about that and lots more on next week's show. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. BirdWatchersGeneralStore.com By Vortex Optics With the VIP warranty Their unlimited lifetime promise To keep you and your optic covered Learn more at VortexOptics.com And Quest Nature Tours Offering expert-led small group tours For bird and nature lovers since 1970 Explore exceptional journeys around the world At QuestNatureTours.com And Beautyo Books An independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, beautyobooks.com.